Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. You know, we've been, this will be our, our, literally our 50th Christmas since we got saved, this one. And so, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of stuff. And one of the things that I've heard probably all 50 times some Pharisee will come up and say, you know, Jesus wasn't really born on December 25th. And then they're going to follow up. They've said they've said this for 50 years. You know, you know how I know, because shepherds wouldn't be out in the in the fields near Bethlehem in the wintertime. That's what they always say. They always say the same thing. And so, yeah, obviously. They're listening to the same Pharisees and talking to the same Pharisees because I actually am childlike enough to believe that he actually was born on December 25th. It doesn't really matter what day he was born on. But I want, I want to tell you a little bit, you know, maybe, maybe you know about this, but there's a prophecy in Micah chapter 4, verse number 8. Now, you know about Micah chapter 5. It, well, I'm not, I'll, I won't take time to look it up. In Micah chapter 5, it talks about Bethlehem. Not only Bethlehem, but Bethlehem Ephratites. It's like saying, not, he's, born, he's going to be born in Columbus. Not Columbus, Mississippi, Columbus, Georgia. So he's born in, in Bethlehem in Ephrata, a particular region. A particular Bethlehem. And it says, he's getting, the one that's going to be born there, his goings forth have been from the days of eternity. Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But in Micah chapter 4, there's a prophecy about this one who would come to a place called Migdar Eder. In many translations, it's called the Tower, the, t- the Tower of the Fields. And this Megdar Eder was just on the outskirts of Bethlehem. And it was a very unusual place because this is the place, if you go back and study like Josephus instead of the old, some of the ancient history of Israel, this is the place where the temple shepherds actually raised the temple sheep. Now, you know, the, the sheep, they didn't offer just like one sheep every couple of months or so. There were thousands and thousands of sheep that were offered in the temple. They had to come from somewhere. They had to be without spot and without wrinkle. They had to be special sheep that had been raised by special people. And actually, there was these temple shepherds that their whole purpose in life was to raise the sheep for the slaughter. And these temple shepherds were in this place, Migdal Eder, just on the outskirts of Bethlehem. Wow. Now, what do you think? If you were the Lord and you were going to send your angels and you were going to send the Lamb of God and you wanted to make an announcement to shepherds, what shepherds do you think they would go to? They would go to these men who their whole purpose in life was to raise sacrificial lambs. These men knew the scriptures. They knew their Bibles. They knew that their job was important. They were raising these animals for one purpose and one purpose only. They were born to die. Just like the one who was to be born in Bethlehem. He was born for one purpose and one purpose only. He was born to die. That's why he was born. 
So this, let's read their story. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 14. Now there was in the same country, in this place, just on the outskirts of Bethlehem, in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. You know, we're not told who this angel was, but it seemed like Gabriel was making some magnificent appearances. I, I would have to think it was probably Gabriel, the one who had gone to Zechariah, the one that had gone to, to Mary. And now, nine months later, he shows up and he's going to go to these temple shepherds and scare the fire out of them when he shows up out in the fields. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Everyone say, greatly afraid. They weren't just a little bit afraid. They were greatly afraid. They were terrified. They'd never seen anything like this. As a matter of fact, they'd never heard of anyone else who had ever seen or heard anything like this. This magnificent angel showed up and then thousands of angels and the whole meadow was filled with the light of the glory of God like noonday sun. Everything had been dark and now it was lit up and the angels were singing. They had, the heaven had invaded the earth. For a moment of time, there was a portal. This was a portal like Jacob had experienced. This was the place of God's visitation. Suddenly, God's glory was in the place. The angel of the Lord was there. The angels were there and they were singing a special song. The glory of the Lord shone round about them. They were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. I'm going to give you a sign. I want you to go to Bethlehem. And you're going to find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. He's going to be wrapped in the clothes just like you wrap these little sacrificial lambs when they're born. I want you to go and look for them. I want you to go to Bethlehem and find this babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. He's lying in a manger. As a matter of fact, he's lying in one of these lambs places where these lambs are born to be sacrificed for the sins of the world. He's lying in an angel in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. I wonder what it sounded like. You know, one day you'll know. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, you'll be with him. And you'll know exactly what those shepherds heard. Because you'll hear it, but it'll be multiplied an infinite amount of times. Because you, you'll you be in your glorified body. And you'll be able to stand greater degrees of glory than these poor shepherds could ever stand that night. As we stand in the presence of the Lord. Suddenly there was a, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. Praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth Peace, goodwill toward men. Now, if you go and read the rest of the story, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's come about. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this one the angels have been speaking about. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how long it took them to get half a mile, however far it was, from Migdal Eder to Bethlehem. I'll bet you they ran in record time. These guys were lit up. 
They had to go find and see if it was true. They knew it had to be true. There couldn't have been this manifestation without it being true. They wanted to go see it. And, and, and what they what they knew and what they heard that this this one they had been waiting for. They had studied the scriptures all their life. They had talked about it. What else are you going to talk about night after night after night with sheep and shepherds? And you're you're raising these shepherds for the, these sheep for the temple. They're going to talk about the scriptures. They're going to talk about the word of God. These guys probably knew the Bible inside and outside. And they knew the Messiah was promised. They knew the Messiah was going to come. But now they had a, a sign that the Messiah had come, was born in an animal's feeding trough in Bethlehem. And they had to go and look. And they ran and they went and they found him, just like the angel said. And there they sat and looked into the face of the Savior of the world. In the form of a baby. Wow. And this, I was looking at this. I'll have to read this quote to you in a moment. This is a, a, from this, I found this quote about a, the Christmas story from this man by the name of Edwin Sandys. I'm sure no one's ever heard of him. I'd never heard of him before. But I found this quote from him. And he was actually one of the leaders on the first boat that came to the Virginia colony back in, this, in 1607. And he wrote about the coming of Christ. And he wrote about the Christ child. And he wrote about these, these shepherds and what they saw and what they felt when they saw him. And this is maybe an idea. They looked into the face of this child. And one of them said, this is the seed of the woman that the Lord promised to Eve. This is the seed of the woman that's going to crush the serpent's head. And that's exactly what this baby did. He disarmed Satan of all of his arms and all of his weaponry against you. He was stripped of all of his power. You were once the prisoner of the enemy, but no longer because this baby became a man. And he stripped, divested Satan of all of his power when he was nailed to the cross. When your sins were nailed to the cross. And this, this one, this Christ child became the seed of the woman that crushed Satan's heads. Another one looked and said, yes, this is, this is Abel. He was murdered by his brothers. This one and this, this is Abel. He's a, he's, Abel's blood cried out from the grounds. But like Paul said, the blood of Abel cried out for justice. The blood of Jesus cries out greater things than these. The blood of Jesus cries out forgiven. He cries out righteousness. Cries out redemption. So this, they looked and they saw this one, this sacrificial lamb, who's actually the son of God. And they saw the image of Abel. This was the true Abel, who was, who was killed by his brothers for the sins of mankind. And the other one looked and said, no, this is, I see Isaac in this baby boy. This is Isaac. Remember the story of how Abraham came and offered Isaac. We always talk about Abraham offering Isaac. But what about being Isaac himself? Isaac was 18 years old when he's tied on that pile of woods. An 18-year-old boy. And this 117-year-old man tied him up. I don't know how it happens. But he did it. 
And Isaac was tied up on that wood. The fire was there and the knife was there. His dad was ready to, to rip him like he'd rip a lamb for sacrifice. And suddenly there was a ram in the bush. And the shepherd looked and they said, this is the true Isaac. This is God's ram. This is God's provision. This is the one. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son like Abraham gave his only son. Isaac. This is the true Isaac. And another cried out, no, this is Melchizedek. This is our eternal priest. This is the this is the one who will be our eternal priest who will who will live forever ministering to us in the heaven of heavens. Just think about it. This this same human, the same human that came from the womb of Mary, that was born in that animal trough that night amongst the other sheep and the animals. That same one today is a man. He's crucified, resurrected, glorified, sitting at the right hand of the Father. This is our Melchizedek, our eternal priest, who's praying for you and praying for me, interceding for us. That's who we see when we go and look. This year when you go in Bethlehem, oh, this is more than just a, this is more than a Christmas card and a Christmas party and a, and a, and a Christmas season. This is the, this is God who became flesh and walked amongst us. He is our Joseph who was sold for 20 pieces of silver. He was betrayed by his brothers, but was sent as a deliverer of their, of his brothers. So this, this one, this one Joseph, this was the true Joseph. Betrayed, betrayed, betrayed by his own, by his own family. Wow. He's also Samson. Full of strength and full of courage. Filled with the power of God. Jesus was filled with the power of God. He is today clothed with omnipotent power that flows out to us. He is the true Samson who gave his life to deliver his people. He's also, this is the Lord, the son of David, whom the Lord said, sit on my right hands, who rules all things by the word of his power. He's our true David who today intercedes for us and prays for us at the right hand of God. He's also the true bridegroom from Song of Solomon, whose heart is inflamed with heavenly love toward his spouse. This is the one that was there, who is in, in this, in this baby, in this infant child's. He's the lover of our soul. The one who's altogether lovely. Many, many thousands of people can never see who Christ truly is because he's cloaked in a human body. He was cloaked in infancy. He was cloaked in his human nature. In Nazareth, there he was in the midst of family and friends for 30 years and they couldn't know him. Even after he was anointed and baptized in the Holy Ghost, they still didn't know him. It was said that he couldn't do any miracles in Nazareth because they, this was just the carpenter's son, Joseph. He was cloaked in his humanity and they missed his deity. Wow. Well, this is Christmas. It's, it's, it's the humanity of Christ still cloaking the deity of Christ for you. Our God is able to do above and beyond what you can ask or think. 
He's not some weak child, even though he cloaks himself in a human body. He is God Almighty. And today he's seated at the right hand of God. This one, this son of David, this son of David who was born as the son of Mary, uh, the descendant of David, the, the rightful heir to the throne, today is seated at the right hand of God. And this man, this man, everyone say this man. Say it again, this man, this man, Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, I love saying that. Say Jesus of Nazareth. Say it again, Jesus of Nazareth. This man, Jesus of Nazareth, is ruling the universe tonight. There's a man. He was born of a virgin. He was rejected by his own people. He was nailed to a cross. He was raised from the dead. He ascended into heaven. And this man is ruling the universe. This is the son of David. This is our Melchizedek. I wonder how much the shepherds knew that night as they gazed upon the glory of the Lord. This, this is the bridegroom. This is the one that Simeon recognized a few days later, eight days later at his circumcision when he was brought into the temple. Simeon saw him and prophesied this would be the light to the Gentiles and the glory of his people, Israel. It'd be a light to the nations. He would be Abraham's seed. Oh, Abraham, your seed is going to be like the dust of the earth. All the families of the earth, all the ethnic groups of the earth, every tribe and tongue, all the hundreds and hundreds of tribes in Africa, all the hundreds of ethnic groups in Europe, all the ethnic groups in Australia, all the ethnic groups in Asia, all the ethnic groups in South America, all the ethnic groups in America, North America and Central America, all of these different people groups, every one of them, the light is shining out from this one who's seated at the right hand of God. He is the light to the nations today. This is the one the Father calls his beloved son. This, this one, this one, this, you look at him as a, a carpenter's son from Nazareth. But, but listen to this one. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Listen to my beloved son. Born of a virgin. Lived for 30 years in obscurity. In a carpenter's shop. In Nazareth in Galilee. But God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. Went about doing good and healing. All that were oppressed by the devil. Crucified. Buried. Resurrected. Glorified. Ruling the universe. This is the one the father calls his beloved son. This is the one that John the prophet called the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one that Isaiah said was a child that was born for us. He was born for each one of us. Now I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to read just a, a little statement from this guy. I'm going to have to find his sermon. I, like I said, I never heard of Edwin Sandys. He, he was on a ship in 1607. He came and helped start the Virginia colony. And I know lots of people don't like those early colonists, but this man, his eyes were, all he was, all he was, was about Jesus. All he wanted was a place where they wouldn't throw him in jail for preaching Christ. 
All he wanted was to, to be able to have a place he could worship God in freedom and glorify God with his life and raise up his family to know Christ and express himself in that way. And this is what he had, one of the things that he had to say about, about this child. This is the child who is born for us. The son who is given for our cause. The king whose rule is on his shoulders. Whose name is marvelous. The giver of counsel. The mighty God. The everlasting father. The prince of peace. The same Messiah who was foreshadowed in the ceremonies and sacrifices of old. Who was prefigured in the law and is presented in the gospel. And has been proved to the world by signs and wonders. By so clear evidence as cannot be either dissembled or denied. Let us therefore embrace this babe with joy. Let us kiss the sun. Let us with the angels of heaven praise the Lord. Let us sing their song to the honor of his name. Glory to God on high and on earth peace. Hallelujah. So have you this Christmas time. I challenge you to go again. Come again to Bethlehem. And look into the face of this infant king. And begin to search, let your mind search through the scriptures. And think of the prophetic words spoken over his life. Begin to recognize as you look into this, this infant king and you look into his crib. You begin to recognize this is Emmanuel. This is Emmanuel. This is God with us. This is the mighty God. This is the everlasting father. This is the word who became flesh and dwelt among us. This is the king of glory. This is the bright and morning star. This is the first and the last. This is the redeemer of my soul. This is the one who purchased me with his own blood and made me his own. This is the one that seated the father's right hand and pours out his spirit on me today. This is the one. Glory to God in the highest. Oh, glory, glory, glory to God in the highest. Glory to His name. Glory to God in the highest. On earth, peace and goodwill amongst mankind. Oh, come, Lord, and visit this earth once again. Oh, come, Lord, and break through the, the atmosphere like you did that night in that meadow. Oh, God, come and let your angels sing amongst your people once again. Come and visit us once again, Lord, with wave upon wave and grace upon grace and grace upon grace upon your sons and upon your daughters. Glory to God in the heights. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information. 